Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational The Ruck. FX Pro Super Rugby. Coming your way until August. The biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged. Yes, hello, good morning. Here we are on the eve of finals. How good would it be to be a Queenslander? We've got somebody who can tell you exactly. His name is Tim Horan. Timmy, nice morning for you. Oh, boys, wasn't it fantastic last night at Suncorp Stadium? I tell you what, we're on fire. They're never in doubt, were they? Nah, the to, make, to finish third on, on the table. With what them? about the we? I remember, I remember when I when I retired, they always said, don't say we, let's say they, as in the Queenslanders. You're... You guys are we the whole time, aren't you? We, we did say, this and we did we, that. We when we're winning and then <laughs> they, when they're, they when they're losing. Exactly yeah, right. On the flip side, how bad would it feel to be waking up in beautiful Canberra this mm. morning? Very, very chill uh, in the air. But results overnight, more specifically, a result yesterday. The Brumbies got rolled. They are not going to feature in the Super 15 finals this year after leading the Australian contingent throughout the season. That's a cruel blow, isn't it? That's a tough one, isn't it? And then watching then Waratahs implode and then Smashed. would have stayed up you know, overnight to watch the the, uh, the the early games, the Sharks and the Bulls, thinking maybe an upset there with somebody, but well, too good in the end. It didn't happen. Let me get you, if you've just woken up and not sure what has happened exactly, I'll go through the scores for you for the weekend. This is the final weekend uh, before the finals get underway. The Super Rugby, the Hurricanes 28 beat the Chiefs 25. The Blues, 30 beat the Brumbies 16. See, then I just doubled my voice up then. It's, it's magnificent. It's a great tactic tactic that you're able to do-do. I know. It's, I, I, can do, I can do harmony as well. Crusaders 38 beat the Western Force 24. The Reds 32 over the Crusaders 16. The Stormers 26. Uh, the Rebels 21. Uh, Sharks 34. Here's where it was. I guess the Brumbies are sitting up waiting. What, mm. what would happen? The Sharks 34 beat the Cheetahs 15, as you'd expect. And the Bulls 37 too good for the Lions 20, meaning uh, that the Brumbies are out. It was the Stormers, the Chiefs, the Reds, the Crusaders, the Bulls, and the Sharks uh, will be featuring in those finals. Apart from some good footy, which we're going to get to uh, over this next hour, I am going to go back in time to find out exactly what Tim Horan and Matt Burke predicted would happen at this time of the year in the very first show I think it was so we'll get those uh, results I'm How looking I forward to that yeah. Bergie, I'm sure I got you I've got you haven't I <laughs> well, just wait for it buddy the, de- it's, the devil is in the detail <laughs> right and speaking of detail I don't know what Phil Kearns was talking about yesterday but have a listen when it with Ma Nonu there's no chance Shawnee that you're going to cover um, suffer from prosopagnosia is there when you're um, got him there with that hair he stands out I don't know what that is, but it's a it's a big impressive word for you, Phil Kearns. Come on, mate, it's the inability to recognise people. You knew that. <laughs> Private school educated boy like you. <laughs> Only in rugby commentary could that yes. happen. Prosa prognosia. Do you, is he, is he if, any of, if any of our listeners can spell it, can you ring up within the next hour? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe it's something to do with the uh, the number twos, the hookers. Remember we had to Tafa Plot an hour and he came up with some yeah, that's true. word that was about the, the learning process. And I think I had to go to the internet as well to work it out. What we'll do, we've got to speak to another number two, Adam Fryer, very shortly, who's announced his retirement. He'll be able to tell us what that means. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck. It is your Sunday rugby show. Just wrapping up a season that has... Uh, I'm going to get from these boys exactly how well the season has gone. Certainly it was going terrifically for the Brumbies 
until this weekend. Rolled by the Blues, uh, therefore they are out of the finals. Not so for the Reds, who thumped the Waratahs. Look, I just wanted to uh, ask you boys about, about Wilgenia, a man who I know and, mm. I, and we love uh, on the show and is a terrific player, obviously, and played well again yesterday. I'm just, and many of you, it's a Sunday morning. You may be uh, at church as we speak with your you know, earphones on. <laughs> uh, you may be on the way to church or coming back from church or going to Bunnings, as Tim does. Uh, I have no problem with your God. Uh, I just have a problem with this use of it. This is Will Genia immediately after the game being interviewed. Your destiny was your own. You took control of it. Uh, a great game. Yeah, great game. First, just like to thank God for the result. Um, you know, we spoke all week about trusting the process rather than worrying about the result. I guess things have fallen our way. We worked you know, extremely hard in that game. <laughs> it didn't matter how hard they worked because if he was trusting in God, if it was God was the result, look, I'm happy for him to have his God. Mm. My point of this is, and I'm sure there are a few boys running around in blue yesterday who are equally keen on God. Why is it that suddenly God is a Queenslander, Tim? Ma- ma- well, maybe he was thinking Quade Cooper. Maybe he thinks Quade Cooper's God. I, I don't know, but I think... <laughs> I think- <laughs> I think what he was actually meaning to say, I'd say this, I know Will pretty well, I think he was just, you know, when you win a game, you go, oh, gee, thank God for that. Right. Just, I was finally, finally, how relieved are we? Right, more of a throwaway line, you think I he was think trying, so. It was in the delivery. So when he was on the one knee, that didn't count for anything? No. No, no, it was Team Tebowing, yeah. Right, and that chorus of people behind him singing hallelujah, that meant nothing either. Just... just... <laughs> I know you can't see it, viewers, but I'm doing yeah. my best on the I, background. And they're not viewers, strictly speaking, they're <laughs> listeners, but that's okay. You're my viewers here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my eyes closed, buddy. Don't you worry about that. Okay, that game. Let's just have a quick talk about it, Timmy. There are a couple of things that came out of it. One being, I guess, for the future of these finals and for the Reds, the Quade Cooper tackle. Now, he was, yeah. uh, he was sin-binned. Oh, five weeks. If you're going to hit somebody in the head, it may as well be Beric Barnes. Everybody else seems to do it. Uh, he, he cops Beric Barnes high with the yep. shoulder. There obviously was contact. Do you think he has anything to worry about, or is it a case of, well, you know, the report and the, the 10 minutes is probably enough? Well, when you, when you look at it, you think, oh, he hasn't got a case to answer for, really, because the, he's been given a yellow card and also a white card, obviously, to review um, the offence. But I don't think there was much in it. But then when you look at the judiciary system and how Ooh. inconsistent yep. it has been over the, the last couple of years, when you look at Digby Uwani and he got five weeks for a tackle that was nothing. So you'd, you'd be a bit concerned, I reckon, Quade Cooper waking up this morning. Um, and I think that, you know, the 41,500 people who were there last night, when he got marked, everyone thought, oh, OK, he's 10 minutes, he's back on. But, you know, majority of people at the ground wouldn't have seen the white card until they wake up this morning and think okay well he's got to stand this morning I think it is um, judiciary wise but it's interesting because you know the, the games next week yep. Tony and Berkey as you know obviously the Crusaders are going to host the Bulls yep. um, in Christchurch well, a massive game and then the second game will be the Reds hosting the Shark yeah. Sharks here at Suncorp Stadium so 5.30 game and a 7.30 game next Saturday night and who would have thought the Reds would have got there probably four or five weeks ago yeah. You're right about the yellow card, though, Timmy. It, it, Steve Walsh sort of... It was like a shadow of the yellow card, wasn't it, the white card? He sort of didn't realise that it was that he's gone on report, but... He was looking for blackjack, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> cards out there. <laughs> Give me something, picture, yeah. on the way through. But uh, will it deem to be something? I, I think the yellow card will, will suffice. You know, I think that, you know, it, in, a, in the final series, you need your best players out there to promote the product, so to speak, and yep. he has to be out there knowing what he's come back from and the, and the injury and the rest of it. Yeah, but Berkey, but Sanzar don't look at that. All they look at is the offence of the player. And, you know, I, I don't think there's anything... You know, I think the yellow card will be sufficed. And I think that um, you look at Berwick Barnes in slow-mo, he was, his legs were sort of dropping as he was going into the tackle. So I don't think there was much in it. I think you'll find by tonight, you know, Quade Cooper will be off and be, be right to play on Saturday night. If Quade Cooper does not play and not available on Saturday night, the Reds can't win. I think congratulations as well, though, because 
that's the first hit he's done for four years. Well, <laughs> well I think he's got. He, he, he's just found two of his best mates. Good you know, niggle. His left shoulder and his right shoulder. <laughs> good niggle. All right, I think it's probably a good thing, though, that it's the Reds there. The Brumbies, as much as their season has been terrific, they probably weren't the Australian side to challenge once we get into the finals. The Reds, they are, of course, defending champions. Mm. Can they do it? We'll look at that and, that, that and so much more, including Adam Fry, who will join us next, right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. Right here in the ruck. Tony Squires, Tim Hoare and Matt Burke with you. I just realised I, I didn't have a shower yesterday at all. I was very busy with the children. I didn't have I a shower this morning. How, how long have you gone without a tub? <laughs> uh, last night. So that's it. No, I don't mean now. I mean, just have you ever had kind of days and days without having <laughs> no, a shower? On tour. On, on tour, tour sometimes. I, I room with Peter Fitzsimons oh, on my no. first tour in France. Yeah. And dead set, it was wet training grounds. <laughs> and I reckon for four days you'd never shower. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that image is horrible. They're, they're, they're worse. He used to play at Eastwood for a while, uh, Helmy, and you know the, the top oval is always the, the mud bath when you go to training. Yeah. Yeah. And they reckon he used to come back and do the face and the wrists, the hands, and then that's it. Put and the suit on. Put the long sleeve shirt back on. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Well, that's how I feel this morning. Now, on that note, why not get, get the great man who's a great friend of this show. Yeah, uh, he'd be sharing this bloke. He, he would be. His name is Adam Fryer, and uh, many of you will know he has announced his retirement from the game after serving it so brilliantly for so many years. His legs, well, his knees are basically held together now by sticky tape and paddle pop sticks. Uh, Adam, congratulations on the manner in which you did it and uh, on that career, and thanks so much for joining us on The Rock this morning. Oh, absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. I'm glad you're talking about stinking and, and feeling ordinary and then cut straight to me. That's very nice of you. Have you gone along without a tub? I, was, I just, just thought I hadn't I had a shower for a couple of days and I felt really weird. Uh, oh, look, I, I, we've been on army camps and things like that for four days and, and that's the thing. I have about four showers a day. So uh, I'm very, um, I'm a bit strange and things. I need to be clean. But there was one player, David Fitter, mm-hmm. uh, who, who certainly didn't want to shower at all and George Gregan later, later labelled him the, uh, the Komodo dragon. <laughs> most poisonous animal ever because he was just toxic all the time. So <laughs> there's plenty of them, mate. They usually hang in the fours. How do you feel, mate, uh, after having... You know, it was in your head, you know what was coming up, but you've that release, I guess, of getting it out there, that this is all over for you, something that, I guess, takes so much of your life, doesn't it? You know what? I felt fabulous because you dread that moment where it comes up and you can see the finishing line, and I'm sure every player feels it. They, they dread retirement. So did I. And, and then I, I retired, and then all of a sudden, I didn't think that that would be probably the highlight of my career all the tweets came in and all the the texts and the emails it was a it was a fabulous experience and and i urge anyone that is thinking about doing it um not to dread it uh to embrace it look forward to it and um it it is it was a really special time and i couldn't have gone again there there is absolutely no way there's there's limitations to what you can do as you get older but my body had just finally said it's enough and um you know, I, I even get a discounted ice down at the local service station here in Melbourne. So as soon as I said that, I'm, uh, I, I was out. Hassie, what about, I mean, you, you spoke about that retirement and, and the dreadedness, if that's the case. A lot of people dread it because they don't know what to do afterwards. What have you got planned, mate, for the next period of time? Well, the next couple of months, I'm going to get my body right. I've got to get a couple of operations, which is, is not great, just to, to fix up a few things. But uh, it's like I'm getting a haircut. Um, but it is, uh, at the moment... Uh, I don't know, but the best thing, and I won't say it's the best thing, but it was a blessing in disguise, is that I had a lot of injuries in that time, and I was able to experience what it was like if I wasn't a footballer, and then I went back and I was a professional footballer, so I realise now how how both work, and the one thing I feel that professional athletes, or not athletes, but certainly footballers and rugby players is, that they think they've got, uh, they're busy, 
but they certainly aren't. And that's yeah. the one thing that I might be missing is, is the amount of spare time and downtime you have. If you can use that properly as you're playing, and certainly when you hit about 26, because that's when it only matters, you'll start to realise you do have spare time. You can do more things than one just than just playing footy. And I found that balance towards the back end of my career. Uh, it certainly helped me get through it. And Adam, I think, Tim here, I think you understand that when you do retire and it's because of certain injuries, and I was, I was the same, I couldn't have played another game. You walk off the field, you, you hang your boots up as you, or you throw them to the crowd. But when you are injured, and I was always probably similar to your situation, that you want to retire a year early rather than a year late because you actually want to be prepared to do other things in your life. Oh, and that's and that's spot on, mate. I, I, you can hang on, and there was a, a conversation had with some of the coaches here in uh, Melbourne as what I wanted to do. And I, I accidentally said, "Hang, hang, hang in there, and hang on." And it's a high performance sport. You've got to keep getting better. And uh, there's there's simply no way you can do that. And mate, I, I, I certainly didn't throw my boots in the crowd. I know Berkey threw his Waratah jersey in the crowd after his last game. Uh, and, and they throw, did they throw it straight back to him? Straight back. I don't want number 21. Number 21. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was wearing a reserve jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... Uh... Yeah, but mate, it was over, and I knew that just certainly just as soon as with a bang. But it wasn't the best way to go out uh, on a golf cart in Johannesburg, uh, waving to to all the Afrikaans and the crowd who were absolutely giving it to me when I was warming up on the sideline. I heard that, uh, that old man fryer. That kind of uh, routine did you get? <laughs> he, he was he looked uh, he was he was massive. He was missing a tooth, and he had that old castle, uh, you know, the South African jersey. Yeah. It was all faded, and he wanted my jersey, but I said, mate, you're too fat. It won't fit. <laughs> Adam, in, in, in all your time, Adam, in, in, since you started, had, had your debut many years ago, what's the biggest difference that you've found now in the game? Oh, the biggest dif- difference, I'd have to say, is when I was first playing, there would be David Croft, George Smith and Phil War, who could only jackal or steal the pill uh, and, and really cause havoc at the breakdown. Now everyone can do it and it's the norm. And that's the thing I personally think that's slowing down the game, but it's the... It's a grey area always at the breakdown. And, and back in the day when, when I started, there was only the fetches with the, with the sevens. Now everyone's doing it. That, that's the main thing on the field. Off the field now, I just think it's a young man's game. I think it's Lord of the Flies and a lot of the way where the kids are taking over the island. Not in a bad way, but it, you'll never see a Nathan Sharp. You'll never see a Sterling Mortlock. I just don't think that, that the body can handle the speed and the tenacity of the game. It's just its just getting so fast and, and players are getting so big and so strong so early. There's just a lot, uh, a lot has changed, but I think the better, and I think the product and the rugby that's being played at the moment is being fantastic. Even watching the, the Rebels play last night, there was like a lot of mistakes, but it was an exciting match. So you're from Lord of the Flies. If a set of glasses, you could be piggy. Uh, now, Adam, <laughs> in that fantastic story you wrote about your retirement, uh, I was reading there's hints of your superstition in there in terms of your injuries and so on and speaking to doctors. But I understand that before you were playing, there was, you know, the front lawn had to be in good nick or you wouldn't play well. Are you going to be able to take that kind of stuff away from the football field to other things you're going to be doing post-rugby? What do you think you're going to get a, a, a Jim's mowing franchise? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am growing a beard at the moment, but it's uh, it's interesting because I, I do. I used to weed before a Waratahs game. Yeah. 
it's probably not a bad thing to do at the Waratahs at the moment. <laughs> the, um, I'd be doing that. And then, of course, uh, in my final, well, not my second last game, because I only played one more after that, our Dr. Sharon Flaha. I remember I was sitting on the sidelines there in Canberra, and she said in a thick Kiwi accent, gee, Adam, it's been a while since you've been injured. You've had such oh, a good run. Yeah. Sure enough, I ran out there, and uh, within five minutes, I was uh, my bicep came off the bone, and I was uh, in hospital 24 hours later and didn't really play another Waratahs game for 18 months. So... I blame her. Everything's her fault. Mate, it's (laughs) wonderful to speak to to you here, and I'm sure we'll do much, much more of it uh, this season and next. Thanks so much for being part of the Ruck, buddy, and congratulations on a great career. Thanks, Tony. Tim and Berkey. See you, guys. There he goes, Adam Fryer. What a good man. Uh, Plenty ahead right here on the Ruck. This is the Ruck. Matt Burke, Tim Horan, Tony Squires with you, where you get all the information about the rugby and the world surrounding, but also some other sports as well specifically in this segment. Uh, but I will give you those scores if you've just woken up, sticking a head out of window, going, what the hell's happened in the world of rugby over the weekend? The Hurricanes, 28, beat the Chiefs, 25. The Blues over the Brumbies, meaning the Brumbies are gone. Uh, the Crusaders beat the Western Force, 38-24. The Reds, uh, as we spoke about, have beaten the Waratahs, thumped them. The Reds are through. The Stormers, uh, uh, 26. Of course, that Stormers are at top of the uh, franchise in South Africa. The Sharks, 34, beat the Cheetahs, 15. The Bulls, 37, beat the Lions, 21. What does that mean, Timmy Horan, for the finals next weekend? Well, it means the Crusaders are going to host the Bulls. So the Crusaders finish fourth, and they'll host the Bulls, who finish fifth, uh, over in Christchurch. And the Reds in the second game on Saturday night at 7.30 at Suncorp Stadium are going to be the Reds versus the Sharks from Durban in South Africa. And that means the Stormers, who finished on top, get the weekend off, as well as the Chiefs, who finished second, get the weekend off. So what that means is whoever wins out of the Reds and the Sharks will then have to travel to Hamilton to play the Chiefs. And whoever wins out of the Crusaders and the Bulls will have to travel back to uh, South Africa and yep. play the Stormers in Cape Town. Tough ask there. All right, in the uh, other world of sport, AFL Gold Coast Suns have had their first win of the season. They beat Richmond, the poor old Tigers, by two points. Take the game to Cairns, Richmond, once again. Mm. They did the same thing last year, and the, goal, the Suns beat them. Carmichael Hunt <laughs> kicks the goal. Yeah, the winning goal, though, behind uh, by, you know, he had the two points, I think, or four points, mm. and uh, there he was in time on. Carmichael Hunt kicks the winning goal. Collingwood beat Geelong by 31 points, and uh, the Saints and Kilda over the Lions by 13. In the NRL, Newcastle have beaten Manly 32 6. Can they do it? Can they suddenly feature in the finals? Can the Cowboys beat Melbourne? So uh, Melbourne have had a bit of a bad run, 20-16. to 16. The West Tigers needed a win. They beat Penrith 26-18. In the Tour de France, uh, Cadell Evans is still fourth, three minutes and 19 seconds behind Bradley Wiggins, who is looking more and more assured It'd be, ha- it'd be hard to beat, isn't it? Like, uh, from what the word is, Cadell needs to probably get a minute, maybe a minute and a half in front of... Uh, Wiggins going into that tr- time trial. Yeah, exactly. What, what about the old thumbtack? Does that work? <laughs> chuck, chuck them on the ground? It's very specific. They're not very very wide, those wheels, are they? I think a lot of thumbtacks <laughs> and, 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 and Wiggins has got a couple of Australians in his team as well helping him out. Well, he has Michael Rogers and Richie Port, and they've been the, the, the hassled, apparently, Timmy. I was reading this morning. There's well, a lot, the Aussie, a lot, ba- Aussie yeah. backpackers? Yes, I think your daughter might have been among them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're over there, and they're they're not, there. they don't quite understand the whole idea. They think that Cadell Evans is the Aussie. How are two other Aussies not helping him? Why are they helping the Englishman? Well, they're part of Sky Team, and I mean, mm. if, you know, so simply, that is their job, and they're doing a damned good one. All we've got to see is one of those uh, Aussie backpackers dressed up, as we haven't seen the the Superman or the Red Devil the yet. The Red Devil, you know? I know. You know, running up the hill next. Why can't they just Dimmy, sort of knock him over? And, 
yeah, knock him over and just put him down those 200 metres down the country. <laughs> you know, like, You're quite violent in your own kind of <laughs> Did you see the one? Way? I think it was two nights ago, stage 11. They were coming down the mountain. Yeah. They were going incredibly quick. And mm-hmm. if, if you miss it, it's, it's off the mountain. Like, you're yeah. straight down. I know. It's incredible. It's very, very scary. Amazing, amazing event. Sally Pearson, her unbeaten run is over in the uh, the hurdles. Just, this is amazing. The one before the London Olympics, she's been so amazingly successful and just unbeatable, it seems. But uh, I'm talking to you, oh, Bolt. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's foxing. Yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh yeah. well, there you go. Rubber dope. That yeah. is such a relief. <laughs> <laughs> she had, she had, get a bit of, had a bit of a fall and a warm up to her heat, uh, which can happen. And the last time she was beaten was because she knocked over a hurdle, which yeah. can happen. That's the thing about that event, isn't it? Those things can go wrong. She still will win gold in the London Olympics. And finally, uh, Anthony Mundine has had his way in with Bronco McCart for their title fight in Vegas. And, look, he came out during the week and apologised for what he believed was a misconstruing of his message around 9-11, uh, which had offended in the entire United States. I'm not sure how that flew, but certainly uh, he is, he's well-known and loved. Just listen to his name. From Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, Anthony the Man Moondean. <laughs> Anthony Moondean. <laughs> that, that may stick. Hey, boys, also, what about, um, I just heard uh, Stephanie Gilmore as well has just won her fifth world title in the Roxy Pro in Beiritz in the south of France. So um, congratulations to Steph Gilmore. That's a, a wonderful performance from her. All right. Congratulations to Steph Gilmore. She is a sensational athlete, uh, sensational pickers of athletes, we'd have to say. Matt Burke, Tim Horan. What did they decide? We opened the time capsule from our first episode of this program this year where they told you conclusively who would be in the finals. Oh, I'm close. Yeah, well, did they go? That's next. <laughs> this is The Rock. Wake me up when September ends, which is the lament of the sports fan whose team doesn't feature in the finals. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. The great thing about this job uh, hosting The Rock is that I get to... Just call on the expertise of a couple of Wallabies who've played together 161 uh, times for Australia. Uh, 81 to you, Berkey. Obviously, you win about <laughs> just over 80. Yeah, 75 off the bench, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. The great thing is just to call on the knowledge, the amount of expertise that the listeners, it's just phenomenal just when they banter, there's knowledge just dripping from them. So earlier in the year we decided, well, let's harness that knowledge and find out who would be playing in the finals. Now we know. Why don't we just open up that time capsule and see what happened? The top six in the Super 15 2012 will be Tim Horan. Well, I think the Crusaders going to be very hard to beat because they're... they're... Last year they didn't play many games at home because obviously the earthquake, but now they've got their home ground happening in Christchurch with a, a stadium of about 18,500 people at home. So um, there'll be plenty of um, people watching from the, the yeah. rooftops. Yeah. And, but I think the Crusaders, I think the Reds will be around about third or fourth. I think they'll, they will, they've got a harder draw this year. They play the, the Crusaders away, yep. also the Blues away. So I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Crusaders, sort of Red Stormers. There's your top three. Yep. And then I'd say the Tars will be thereabouts when they get their players back, Rocky Elsom and, and Drew Mitchell. Uh, I think the Blues from, from Auckland will be very hard to beat, and also the Sharks. There you go. Crusaders, Reds, the Stormers. Well, hang on, just before we go, mm. I did say the Reds. Did I say third or fourth? Third, third or fourth. fourth, yeah. No, well you, did, you yeah, did very well. So where they, they, where they finish up? Just trying to remember. Third or fourth. Third, yeah. Third, yeah. 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 And listen to him. He's just you're clutching at straws, you? isn't he? Oh, yeah. are you, if we, when you play cards, are you a real, like, tough guy to, you know, you're such a competitive spirit, aren't you, mister? <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Crusaders, you got Reds, you went Stormers, you went t- Blues. 
The thing about I loved about the Tars though was that the uh, the good call of when Rocky Awesome's back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> didn't he make a huge difference though? Like, had Rocky Olsen been playing, they would have yes. got a wooden spoon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Blues, terrific. Where did the Blues actually come? Uh, I think they were about for looking third and last, I think. But, yeah, they were, they were very unlucky with injury, though, weren't they? Very like, They had about 46 players that Pat Lamb, their coach, used. Yeah. All right, look. Uh, yeah, so, so I've got four out of six, is that right? Stormers, four, yes, Reds, correct. Crusaders, Sharks. Yeah, okay. not too bad. Okay, well, why don't we uh, head back in time once more and uh, find out how Matt Burke went. Well, I just shuffle them around. I've gone Blues, Sharks, and I think the Reds will go well again this year. And they, may, I reckon they'll be at the top of their conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Waratahs are going to be there, thereabouts again. And also Crusaders and Stormers. So Sharks, Blues, and Reds. Mm-hmm. And then also Crusaders, Stormers, and Tars to finish up well in, in box those last three. Again, <laughs> like I did last year. Well, the Stormers are going to be very hard to beat from Cape Town. Out of those six teams, champions? Crusaders. Blues. Champion Blues. <laughs> All right, okay. There you have it. Aussie Player of the Year. Aussie Player of the Year. Rob Horn, for mine, I, I really like watching Rob Horn play. I just hope he gets some consistency in his game and actually strings some games together. Well, that... you're going to want to hope that because you've named him as Player of the yeah, Year. I have, yeah, <laughs> or, or can I have a... Uh, or, 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 or Scott Higginbotham. I think Scott Higginbotham mm-hmm. will come of age this year. Uh, Kurtley Beale, more responsibility down in Melbourne. I think he needs to stand up and, and play big this year again. All right, then. The Wooden Spurners, finally. Oh, for me, I think the Cheaters. Cheaters, love it. I think uh, with the only way of scoring points through nine penalty goals, the Lions, I think might be a chance there. <laughs> the champions will be the Blues. The, the, the Blues. Yeah, they cut that out. It was the Blue Bulls. Um, <laughs> that's what they call them. I, I just got it wrong. Uh, how did... Was it just a, a surprise that the Blues were so poor this season? I mean, they showed something uh, against well, the know, they, they, they then get Ma Nonu, they, they got Perry Weepu down there, and we all thought after the World Cup there was just going to be something special, the Blues, and oh, it's starting to just fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> the Blues. <laughs> I hope you got on my prediction out yeah. there, everyone. I love it. I'm pretty, pretty fair on Scotty Higginbotham, though. Yeah. He's been probably one of the form players of the competition. I love the time capsule. Before this show is out, obviously we're going to predict who's going to win this thing so I can come back and haunt you again on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. Berkey, I just want to just refer, as I often do, to your column uh, in the Sunday newspapers. It's a brilliant read, as ever. The photograph's getting smaller. The byline, your name, is is still enormous. The first paragraph reads, uh, Sitting at my local coffee shop during the week, I overheard a conversation between some passionate Waratah supporters. That would never happen. (laughs) Next line. Where were you having this latte, I wonder? Incognito, I listened intently as the supporters tried to solve the woes of this season. Mm. A couple of problems here. One, if they're passionate Waratah supporters, how are you incognito? <laughs> You're, you've played a thousand games for the Waratahs. I was at the other end. Other talking, end of the they, were, they were talking And you loud. could hear them. Yes. So they weren't whispering, they were yelling. They were getting boisterous, exactly. Really? Right. Mm. Drinking lattes? Drinking lattes. Right. Just, just getting nervy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking. Too many coffees. I love it. The Waratahs, as we know, uh, season is all over for them. Not so the Reds after their victory uh, last night against the old enemy. Uh, Timmy, before we get to what that means, the other story during the week in terms of rugby and conversion from back from uh, rugby to league is Sonny Bill Williams. Well, how do you read that? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I haven't got a problem with. It. I think you know, Sonny Bill Williams. When you win a World Cup, you're you're on such a high, 
and then you come down the other side of the mountain, you think, okay, wh- where are my next challenges? And mm. for Sonny Bill Williams, he, you know, he obviously fights as well professionally, and um, so he's going to Japan for about six months. Um, he's got to be there for a, cu- I think it's a couple of months till you actually can qualify to play in Japan. But he's playing twelve games yep. for about one point two million, so one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> per game. Money, and then it looks like he's going to come back with, because he's had a handshake agreement um, in rugby league to play another year, maybe two. Yeah. I'd say it's probably just a year. Uh, I'm not sure why it's a handshake agreement. He walked down on a signed agreement with the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, apparently handshake's much more important. Apparently, I understand. Yeah, uh, so I, I would say he'll come back, play a year, and then it was interesting to see that Wayne Smith, uh, the assistant coach of the All Blacks and coach of the All Blacks in that um, World Cup last year, was sitting beside him um, through the, the press conference because the Australian, sorry, the New Zealand Rugby Union have been very kind and yeah. said we wish him well because we know he's going to come back. So I would say he'll come back in the 2014 season and prepare himself to play in the World Cup 2015. And you know what? He's going to succeed in both again. He is a supreme athlete. There's no doubt about it. He's done brilliantly in rugby. He'll come back and he'll slot straight back into rugby league as a back rower. There's no doubt about it. It was a steep learning curve when he went over to uh, to France to start with, but then after that, uh, yeah. you know, he's transformed that 12 role. Timmy, yeah. I reckon, yep. you know, incredibly. Taking the ball to the line, you know, ball pass before, yep. after taking blokes on, three, four blokes on, he's, he's done incredibly yeah, well. Yeah, he's, he's a much improved player and, you know, he's been, he now understands it's not just about him, it's about his teammates as well, so he's, um, I think he's been a great ambassador for the game and he's really improved, especially in New Zealand, um, the level of of, game, of of rugby over there. Tony, I'll ask you, yeah. does he, when he goes and plays rugby league, is he going to be back wearing a, an 11-12 jersey or is he going to be wearing yeah, a, I, a 12 jersey? No, 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 a 12 league style, I think he'd be a back rower, yeah. I reckon yeah. he can't slip in yeah. the backs there. I'd say when he plays the Bulldogs, he's going to wear a jersey with a big target on it. <laughs> yes, that will be a very interesting game. Or a Roger Federer's cap. Indeed. Cross on it. Uh, he will be back, though. All right, then, I need to get your fearless predictions once more. Here we are at the uh, the precipice. It is the finals. Who wins this weekend and why, and who is going to win the competition? I'll start with you, Tim. Well, I think, uh, first of all, I, you know, I feel very sorry for the Brumbies because they have a, had a wonderful season and, and Jake White and Ben Moen have done a yeah, wonderful job bringing that side together, but just they tripped at the last hurdle. And yep. um, I think for the Reds, um, they, they will win next weekend against the Sharks. It's a long way to come from South Africa yep. after they've just played a game um, late on Saturday and to come over here, so they'll probably arrive on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so the Reds to win that one, the Crusaders... It's been a great game against the Bulls. The Bulls have been in fantastic form. But once again, those two sides flying all the way out from South Africa. So the Reds to win, the Crusaders to win, and then the Reds to play the Chiefs in Hamilton, and then the Crusaders to fly and play in the Stormers. I reckon the Crusaders will beat the Stormers Mm. because the Stormers have not had a four-try bonus point the whole year. So they know how to strangle teams, but they can't score points, whereas the Crusaders, totally opposite. So Crusaders to beat the Stormers and... Gee, I don't know. That means Reds a Reds final, the then, Timmy. Well, if that, if that the goes Reds that way. and the Chiefs—that's that's just a hard, too hard to call. I can't go there. So if the Reds if the Reds beat the Chiefs, though, that means the Reds get the home team final. If the Crusaders final again, yeah. Wow. Reds there you go. Uh, don't don't even stop talking now, Tim. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I've written it down. The Reds <laughs> to beat the Crusaders in a home final. In a home okay, final. It's written, Berkey. You got uh, that? Yeah, echo. Same, same thing so, again. The Reds to yeah. beat the Crusaders well, I, in the home I mean, the home, final. The home teams will win next week. Yeah. Stormers. Uh, I think the Reds may get up over against the Chiefs. Chiefs, obviously, last two weeks have had two losses, close ones at that. Um, so confidence maybe, just maybe just struggling a bit. 
And then at the back of that, Crusaders, I reckon, will do the Stormers. The time there. capsule has been closed, bolted. bolted. The door yeah. is locked. It will be opened uh, after the final. Hang a second. Let me, the, let me just check. Okay, no, yeah. You're, okay. you're happy with that? <laughs> there it is. That is where we wrap it up. Uh, get out, enjoy your footy, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. See you.